Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 23 of the Two Player Co op Podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How are we doing? Pretty good on this Don Mattingly episode of the Two Player Co op Podcast because there's no other answer. MJ? Donnie Baseball. For us, it's Donnie Baseball. All right. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not saying he's more historically relevant than Michael Jordan. I'm just no, saying. No, uh, Rashad Jennings. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Tiny Baseball is a funny one because obviously I grew up loving him. You did too, but I don't know if that you even really remember him. I remember kind of the tail end of his career. Yeah. Like, I remember being so frustrated the Yankees were so bad when we had him. Then he retires. Right. And then we bring in this guy named Tino Martinez. Yep. Who I hated at the time because he wasn't Donnie Baseball. I don't know you ever hated Tino. Oh yeah, I hated him. I was I could not stand him because he wasn't Donnie Baseball. Um But then he became probably my well, there's Jeter, there's Donnie Baseball. Bernie. No, I'd probably put him above Bernie. Yeah. He's probably three, but behind Jeter and Donnie Baseball is what I would say. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely a Don Medically additional two-player co-op podcast. Appreciate everybody joining us for uh, for 23 episodes here. Sean, how you been doing? Good. Uh, you have a string on your shirt. It's kind of bothering me. Left shoulder. There it is. Uh, just go ahead and get that guy off of there. That's my friend. It's actually a worm. What's his name? Worm string. <laughs> I was thinking stream worm. Earthworm Jim. So um what'd you ask? How oh are just you how I've been. Just um you. I'm good. Um it's been a quiet few days. The uh missus or soon to be missus has the been old, out of town. The old the ball, old and, ball chain. and chain. <laughs> um Don't listen to this episode, Brittany. I don't think she listens anymore. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was a pretty quiet weekend. Didn't really do much. It was nice out. I uh laid out and soaked in some sun yesterday um i remembered to actually put sunscreen in my legs this time oh gosh but this time i didn't put it up high enough so between where my shorts ended and where my sunscreen ended i have like a ring of sunburn around like each thigh not like super duper painful but it's there it's kind of more itchy than anything but um you yeah, don't look like a burn victim like I did after mine on Mother's right. Day. Are you still... No, I'm good. Now I'm all... I look like a normal person Falling again. apart? No. Um, but I just can't wait because re- when Rasan listens to this episode, I'm going to get a text message. Like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Your your <laughs> your your sunburns on your, your lower legs and upper knees and whatever. <laughs> uh, I do see you've actually got a drink today. I do. You're back on the... Or, uh, on the wagon? Off. Off the wagon? Wasn't this the Seinfeld episode? It was. I think I'm back. You're off the wagon when you drink. Now, I don't understand why. Maybe they didn't want people drinking on their wagons. So you had to oh, get was off that the, the origin, origin of drunk driving? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Well, wait. You had but to get if off you're on the, the wagon, wagon then you're drink. drinking. They don't want you to drink. Hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm officially off my quote-unquote diet. Um so made it through two weeks and the results um i actually lost um half a pound no i lost 4.8 pounds wow but i was down 4.8 pounds on thursday a few days ago so you plateaued and then i 
apparently plateaued. Because so, you're skinny as hell. Right. So there's only so much you could lose. So what I'm thinking now, I'm certainly not going to continue the diet anymore, but... As it were. It is good. Obviously, I'm already breaking it tonight, but I am going to try to keep up with just not eating and snacking or drinking after dinner anymore. That's a pretty good rule. So usually, usually that's all like I was doing is... Well, eight. yeah, I'm going to try to keep it like 6, 6.30. Yeah. And that was pretty much what the diet was, except I was holding off on eating anything until 10 or 10.30, so I only had eight hours. So all I'm really doing differently now is I'm going to start having my coffee when I wake up and not wait until 10, 10.30 to start drinking it. So yeah, um, I don't know. I guess it's a success. It seemed to work. Um, I was glad to be drinking coffee at 8 a.m. this morning, though, and not 10, and I'm glad to be having a drink right now. So Yeah. So now I'm wondering, because I got less than two weeks until we hit the beach, until yeah. Jess and I go to Cancun. So I got to figure out, I mean, I've been working out four or five days a week, if yeah. not more. Um, I've only lost, in these like six weeks, I've actually been trying probably like five, six pounds, but I've definitely gained muscle, and that's not a humble brag. I'm just saying like... I'm just like I'm lifting not, and cardio or no cardio. No. Cardio. Just so how did you lose? Uh, have you been just dieting? Like I've been less? not eating crap. I've been cutting down on my carbs, not having any sweet drinks, not buying ice cream. Um, eating healthy lunches. It's the weekend that kills me. Oh, just yeah. absolutely kills me because yep. I do great through the week. Like I'm just from now until then, I'm just going to do protein shake for lunch. I'm going to eat breakfast, nice protein filled breakfast. Protein shake after workout at lunch, decent dinner, nothing else. Go to bed and yep. see where that gets me. Um, I think that's all you really have to do. Yeah. I just, yeah. I would like to say, I'll get down to 175, 180. I don't think I can even do that. What are you now? 185? 189, give or take. I was like 195, 196 when I started. So I guess I've done, I mean, I lost a decent amount of weight. Yeah. So, well, this was a weird podcast so far. <laughs> Uh, so before, so, okay. Before we get into what we're playing and everything, did you see the Assassin's Creed trailer? Um, I haven't seen, I've seen like stills from it, I guess. I haven't actually seen, I've seen, what's his name? Fastbender. Fastbender. Looks freaking awesome. It, yeah. It looks he he cool. looks, aw- and I mean, he's awesome. He's, he's, he's a great actor. He's going to rock it. I would think. Magneto. He is Magneto and he's who else? He's, um, Steve Jobs. Yeah. I don't care. I don't know where I was going with that, but did you hear how the creators of the movie came out and basically killed it? Other than the, the trailer was great, other than the horrible Kanye song that they chose for some random reason. I don't know why they did a horrible Kanye song. As opposed to a not horrible Kanye song? Oh, there's No, there's good songs. I mean, he could have done Gold Digger. That wouldn't really nah. fit to <laughs> Assassin's Creed, but anything for or something from 808s and Heartbreaks. I don't know what it is. Um, Shout out, Rasan. You hear that? That was good. Um, but did you hear what the movie makers or the director or somebody came out and said after the fact? No. I don't know why you would say this six months before the seven months before the movie even comes out. Oh, in case you were wondering, uh, 65% of the movie takes place in current times. Only 35% is in the Spanish Inquisition. Now I'm like, this was the one video game movie other than 
the hypothetical Uncharted or Metal Key or something like that, that was going to have a chance to work. And now you're putting two-thirds of the movie in present day, and you're telling everybody before the stupid thing even comes out? That's kind of dumb. What the hell? It's dumb that they're doing that, and it's dumb that they're saying it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I have more of a problem with them doing it than them saying it. It it doesn't make any sense. I mean, sense. it's stupid on their part to say it, because now I feel like, like you probably, and me certainly, and probably a lot of other people... I already care like, a lot less about well, this movie than I right. did two I'm minutes like, ago. Okay, maybe so, I'll just maybe I'll just tour in it or something. Right. You know, I, like I don't give a crap about the Warcraft. If you can, if you can imagine that, <laughs> don't care at all about the Warcraft movie. Um, this was the one I really cared about, and I got my hopes up because Ratchet and Clank bombed because all they did was not promote that movie at all. I don't remember seeing any, not a single one. Yeah, has it already come and gone, or is it still in theaters? It's still out, but it's done horrible. Whereas Angry Birds blew up this weekend. Yeah. Knocked off Civil War, which blows my mind. Yeah. So, I don't know. Check out the trailer when you can. Try to ignore... ignore. Somebody actually did a fan edit, and they took out the Kanye music and put in some like just tra- random trailer music, and it was so much better. I haven't watched it, but I heard it was great. Hmm. What else is going on? Uh, so, Extreme Rules was last night. Yep. So, I didn't think you were watching it, because you had the whole Game of Thrones thing. Well, after Game of Thrones, I... Turn it on. My oh, phone. I didn't think it was on until nine. I thought it was nine to ten. No, it's eight to nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was over at nine. So okay. I caught. Oh no, I started so right when Extreme or uh, Game of Thrones was done. Uh, and I won't say anything. I was gonna say something, but maybe I read haven't it. Seen it yet? I read it. I it. I saw it. It's another it, just horrible, sad episode. See, but to me, I watched it. And I was like, I don't. This oh, you, nothing you watched the end of it? Yeah, I because mean, the, I know that word has right. been said forever. Now we know what that word means, right? Yeah. Okay. But watching it, I was like, this is not sad at all because I have no connection. Because you don't. Right. Yeah. But whereas the Red Wedding thing, that and the wolf and all that, I was like, this is just... And, and she's pregnant. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. Whereas this, I was like, I have no context. Right. I know Twitter damn near broke. Yeah. So... Um, but anyways, Extreme Bros. So yeah, once that was done, I turned it on real quick, and it was during the Divas match, and I didn't really care too much about it, so I just kind of went and got ready for bed, and then went to bed, and then turned it back on, and it was already in the championship match. Um, I hate Roman, but that was a pretty sweet match. It was a great match. And I stupidly thought AJ might pull it up, especially because when I really started watching was when Roman did you see was just AJ, the crap out of Did him. you see him go through the table? The he went through, I saw him go through well, both the first tables. Table. Okay, yeah. And then, I don't know, they were just playing it up like Roman was just beating the crap out of him. Like, he maybe did they're the, playing uh, this up to where the razor's he's just edge into pull the it on. That, power bomb. Cool. that was That should be his move instead yeah. of the spear. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like they were setting it up for AJ to win. And then, yeah, long story short, he didn't win. He hit the, uh, what do you call it? The the clash. The clash. On the chair. Yeah, on the chair. The second one that and he hit. This son of a biscuit kicks out. Yeah. I knew right then. So I didn't text you because I didn't know you were even watching. Because yeah. I didn't know what time Game of Thrones was on. I didn't want to spoil it if you were going to go back and watch the match. Yeah. Texted my boy Carrie. When when AJ sits up and he's like, Oh god, I gotta do something. And he grabs the chair and he just goes off and he hits both the Usos, and I don't know who's who, but he's hitting Jay and he's hitting Jimmy. He's hitting Jay, Jimmy, Jay, Jimmy, that Jay. Reminded Jimmy. Me of- WrestleMania 17. That's what I was hoping it was going to be. I was going to okay, beat yeah. the living hell out of Roman, pin right. him, and win it, and the crowd will go nuts. 
So he does that. He beats the hell out of him. And the second he went outside to get on the rope, I, I texted my boy, Carrie. Shout out to Carrie if you're listening. I was like, here's what's going to happen. Even before he went outside, actually, I texted him. I said, he's going to go for a flying forearm, the phenomenal forearm. And Roman's going to spear him in the air. And he's going to pin him one, two, three, like nothing happened. What happened, Sean? Exactly that. I was so pissed. Like, I, I will give the bookers credit. Shout out to Booker T. You didn't book it, <laughs> the bookers. They made, like you were saying, they actually made me believe that AJ had a chance. Once going into the match, we all knew he's not going to win. Right. He's just being fed to Roman to make Roman look strong. That's what the whole running joke is. You got to make Roman look strong. Um, but he didn't really, like, they didn't make Roman look strong. They made AJ look weak. Like, he was busting his butt out there, going through tables, taking all these crazy bumps. That thing, did you see when he jumped up onto the ropes to do the forearm? Roman oh, yeah, caught Superman him. punched. And he, like, caught himself as he like, started whoop, to fall. Whoop, yeah. That could have been horrible. That could have ended so wrong. Because I'm surprised he didn't just say, eh, what the heck, I'm going to sell it the whole way and just act like I'm out and fall down and break my neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just hate it. Like, like some one of the fake WWE accounts that I follow even tweeted, they're like, wow, Roman kicked out of the Styles Clash on the chairs. And then they had a quote and they said, well, even I think that's excessive, John Cena. Like, <laughs> they're... They're they're killing Roman Reigns' career with what they're doing with him. He doesn't have to be unbeatable. He doesn't have to be unstoppable. He doesn't have to be even more Superman than John Cena's ever been. Right. It's ridiculous. So that sucked. Then the post-match happened. That was awesome. Help us, Seth Rollins. You're our only hope. <laughs> That was awesome. He came out. He's got new ring gear. It's gray now. He does the. I still don't like him doing the pedigree. Lost the blonde hair. Yeah, that was. I did not expect that. Yeah. Did the pedigree. I don't like him doing the pedigree. I missed the curb stomp. I can understand. I mean, curb stomp is a horrible thing to say when you actually think about it and you think, what was the movie? Uh, American, American History, History X. X. <laughs> Sorry, that was my grossed out voice. Um, it sounded like Donald Duck. I get it. When they're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man there was a comedian that we saw and i wish i could remember his name buzz something maybe Lightyear. no aldrin uh yeah the scientist <laughs> the scientist the astronaut <laughs> he's probably a scientist, probably too. A scientist came to geneseo and his bit like he does a bit as donald duck but he's saying never mind i'll take it offline <laughs> so funny but anyways so rollins comes out he pedigrees him crowd goes nuts so as we're recording this now on monday night we just found out a little bit ago that it is official for money in the bank reigns versus rounds because remember rounds never lost the title yep he blew out his knee so reigns versus rounds i'm sure it'll be some smosh finish smosh what is the word <laughs> I, don't know smosh. What, I don't know what you're trying to say a schmaz a messed up finish. <laughs> there won't be a clear cut winner is what I'm saying. Roman's going to keep the title. I think they're going to build up to Roman versus what's his versus Rollins at SummerSlam. And that's when Rollins will take the title. Um, there's one pay-per-view in between. I can't right, remember what's yeah. in July. So maybe they'll do a tag team match or something stupid. But <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and you're lucky you missed the Asylum match. That thing was god awful. Like Other brutal the, or just a bad match? Horrible to watch. It lasted for like a half hour. The rumors are that they, they cut out a 10-minute long talking segment, so they gave that match 10 more minutes, and you could tell watching it. It was just like, 
this is never, ever, ever going to end. We are never, ever getting through this match. Um, it was horrible. I mean, give Jericho credit. He landed on the tax. I don't know why a 40-something-year-old rock star is saying, oh, yeah, you can throw me on tax. That's cool. I um, heard the uh, IC match was awesome. It was phenomenal. Like, And I actually love that Miz kept the belt the way he did just because he's the Miz and he's he sucks. But Right. It was it was awesome. You had three of the best wrestlers on the planet in the Miz, so you knew it was going to be good. Yeah, Miz isn't a good wrestler, but he's a very good character, is what I would say. Right. Um, yeah. So over and all, all in all, very good, very good pay per view. Better than I thought it was going to be. It was worth watching for sure. Yeah. Keep pouring. There you go. <laughs> so, oh, so as I started to say before we went on air, sorry. Um, live, not live, but because by the time you hear this, it'll be old. Um. They're doing some Money in the Bank qualifying matches tonight. Um, they're all pretty solid. I kind of get a feel for where they're going with it, but um, Miz versus Cesaro. Ambrose versus Ziggler. Poor Ziggler. <laughs> God. Uh, Chris Jericho, Apollo Crews. Eh. Oh, Crews will win that. Uh, Sami Zayn and Sheamus. Oh, God. If they have Sheamus win that match, I quit. And then the best one. AJ versus... Wait, let me think. You can figure it out. Owens? Yeah. Oh, why would they do that? you got to put them both in there. Well, I'm assuming AJ will win so they can further the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing, probably. Like, Miz probably won't win so he can defend the IC title. Who's Miz fighting? Cesaro. Okay. Although you would think Cesaro... Are these all happening tonight, or these are these the next are all, few weeks? I think these are all tonight. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they're all tonight. Um, so some of them have already happened. All right, Zayn beat Sheamus. Um, Smart. Miz versus Cesaro wasn't finished, but let me reload. Um... Hoping Cesaro wins. Oh, Cesaro, Cesaro won. won, and Jericho must have beaten Cruz because here's the graphic I just found online. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so pretty much everything I thought so far. God, if if oh, <sighs> but still, that's only five matches, and there's six people, right? They're they're gonna get Owens and AJ both in. now. Now that Zayn is in it, they have to put Kevin Owens in the match too. Oh, that's true. Zayn won, so. Well, but no, because then who's going to fight Miz for the Intercontinental title? Who'd you say he's fighting again? Sorry. He already lost to Cesaro. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Unless... Okay, well, then AJ's going to be in the match then. I feel confident saying that. You don't think they put Cena in it? (sighs) When he comes back next week? No. I don't know if he's cleared to wrestle yet. Is he just making sense? No, he's cleared to wrestle, but he said he's only 70%. Yeah. I think they've moved on from him right now in the main event scene because they've seen AJ works. Rollins is coming back. Even Orton is coming back. Oh, it might be. Oh, they might throw Orton in there. Uh, maybe. Um, no, Vince said he, there, I can't remember who the fourth guy is that he said on a conference call, like an investor's call. Oh, um, Wyatt. Yes. Bray Wyatt was the yeah. fourth guy. So Cena, Orton, Rollins and Wyatt are all come back. And actually Wyatt, he'll probably be in money in the bank too. Maybe. Yeah. But I feel confident. My my pick right now is is AJ's going to win it. Although, 
you've got <laughs> Rollins and Reigns fighting for the title. Go ahead and throw. Can you imagine Dean with the briefcase following his two former best buddies around? With I would briefcase? love that, but It'd they're not awesome. going to have Dean win. <clears throat> I still I don't won't think be Dean surprised. Will ever get the push. I won't be surprised if the main event of WrestleMania next year is a triple, triple threat, threat shield, which would they, they'd tear the roof off. It would be amazing. Yeah. <sighs> well, now that we're twenty minutes in, let's get to video games. Wait, uh, real quick, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm, I went back to my good old friend, uh, Mister Sweetwater. Okay. First name Sweet, last name no. First name Sweetwater, last name Extra Paleo. So his name is Mister Paleo. Sweetwater Extra Paleo. Mister Extra Paleo. Mister Extra Paleo. Sweetwater. Middle name four twenty. It's a long name. Dude. 420. Yeah, dude. man. Yeah, man. It's 422. Sean, what have you been playing this week? Um, I don't think I've really played anything. Last week, I had already beaten Uncharted You beat two, two last week, yeah. Um, I wanted to start three this weekend, but I had every intention to, and then it didn't happen, and I can only assume it's kind of what you said. Like, I wanted to play, and I had opportunities to, and I was just like, ugh. I don't know if I really want to do this. It just seems like such a big undertaking. And I know once I start playing, I'm going to have to play for like an hour at least before I get to any kind of, okay, here's a good place to take a break. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I think I need some more time before starting. But um, see, I didn't really. Oh, we played some. We Bro played Force. some. Bro Force. I was going to say, we didn't play Bro We played Force. Bro Force. We played Bro Force. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what Eagle sounds like at all. No, it's. No, I can't do it. Yeah, you'll break. You're gonna break the microphone. <laughs> I will say so. That's all I've been playing is another game. I'll get to in a minute. But, um, Broforce is so much fun. Like at it's the end awesome. of this year, when we get together and we do, we'll do like our top five best games or something like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Best of the year. Oh my god, I love that game. Like, it's definitely more fun with two people than it is with one. Oh yeah. So Sean and I played. He's been telling me all the time. He's like, you're gonna get to a point around level world X where everything's going to change. I was like, is it going to jump up to 16-bit graphics and there's this huge change that we didn't know about? Uh, no, it turns into like the xenomorphs are there and facehuggers and all this other stuff, and it's awesome. And you got these huge xenomorphs that come out of the ground and all this stuff. So we got all the way through that. We're now to where we're in the, the hell worlds, I guess. <clears throat> and do you remember how many of them there oh, are? yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think there's... It doesn't feel like there can be a it's lot It's probably this about game. as much as the alien levels. Maybe slightly less. I remember it taking longer for me to beat the alien levels than it did the devil levels. Devil levels? Wow. Um, that was a, that's not alliteration. What would that be? Rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they call rhyming. <laughs> Carry on. Um, but yeah, I, I don't... Stupid. I think there's no more devil levels than there are alien levels. So, okay, um, probably another solid night of playing. We can probably finish it off. But okay, and I've still got more bros to find. Right? Is there one or two? I, I can guess? think of at least one. Broheart sucks. Broheart's just as bad as Bronan. Like I, I don't like. I, I don't mind Neo or Blade. Nebro, whatever his name is, or Bl- or Brode. Brode. No, Brode is uh, what's her face? No, Blade. She's the Brode. Oh, she's the Kill Brode. Bill. What the hell is it's... Blade's name? Is he Brode and the Brode? <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, those those close combat like Neo's awesome, but they're fast, it's... and he jumps like crazy. But like yeah, yeah. Bronan and Brohart are just home, home. Like, right. It's not cool. 
other than that, I've also I finished a game named Uncharted Four. And I'll kind of give you a little spoiler-free review. I'm still debating whether or not I want to do this on my own, although I don't know. Because now that we've got playoffs tomorrow and we got, oh, we're going to Journey Wednesday night. It's going to be awesome. It'll be Thursday night before I can get to it. So we'll see. <clears throat> Aren't Jordan and Dana coming Thursday? Yeah, like two in the, so Friday morning at like two in the morning. Oh, okay. oh yeah, they're driving. That's what I'm saying. So if I'm going to do it, it's got to be Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So we'll see. I may, what we're blabbering on about is I may post my own solo, and I talked about this last week, Uncharted 4 review. We'll see if I get to it or not. But let me just say this confidently. Somebody who's played the entire series other than Golden Abyss, I will get it whenever I get a Vita. Um, while I did have some nitpicking things to say like last time, I can see how people said the third act... It goes on too long. I'm I'm sick of climbing. I'm ready to be done. Then I got to the end of the game. I'm not going to give anything away. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to tell you who lives, who dies, if they're all aliens or robots, and it's a dream or whatever. I'm not going to say anything. All that was very ridiculous. That's why I'm saying it. The best climax to a game. The best ending to a game. I can remember. Since Metal Gear Solid, Solid 3. <laughs> okay. Way better than 5, because 5 was like, what the heck? What, what just said? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm big. I'm not Big Boss. They were kind of right, even though I'm not Gray Fox. Um, not even just, like, the ending is fam. It's just, it's fantastic. Naughty Dog, like Colin has been saying this whole time, he's like, I don't know how they do it. I don't know what's in the water over there. I don't know how they are so good at this. And there's so many other game companies that just don't get it. They're phenomenal. They they ended it on such a high. It is just the perfect ending. The end of the game before you get to the actual ending, there's been a lot, as I'm finding out when I was not worried about spoilers anymore, people are kind of, some people love it. Some people absolutely hate it. I don't know how you can hate it. I think it was Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. If you're listening to this and you've beat the game, tweet at me at KevinWhite24. Let me know what you think about the uh, the very end of the game before you get to the actual ending, if you know what I mean. It's awesome. So all the what I'm saying is all the misgivings I had, all the, um, what's the word? Uh, airing of grie- the grievances I had, all that stuff, it went away when I got to the end of the game. It was just like, okay, this is the best in the series, I can confidently say for me, it goes four, two, three, one in terms of quality in this series, not counting golden abyss. Cause I haven't played it. A lot of people say golden abyss is even better than one. So we'll see whenever I get to play it. But uncharted four is just uh, the most complete I've felt about a game or something. This is why it's hard to do a, a, a talk by yourself because Sean has no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. It's the best I've felt after beating a game probably since Metal Gear Solid 3. It's my favorite of the series. It's definitely a top 10 favorite game of all time for me. I got to let it sink in for a little bit more to know how high it ranks. Um, I really need to listen to some spoiler cast, what people think, because there's a lot of imagery and there's just there's so much to get into. It's hard to, to, to stay spoiler-free, but I'm going to stay spoiler-free because Sean hasn't played it, obviously, and, and some of y'all might not have played it yet. But So ten out of, for me, if I was given a score, it's a 10 out of 10. It's a masterpiece. It's not perfect by any means, but, man, it's so good. 
so a couple numbers on Uncharted 4 also before we get into the port news week and all that fun stuff. Uh, PlayStation or Sony came out today and said that they sold 2.7 million copies in the first week. So these numbers are way out of date because it is today is May 23rd. As of May 16th, they had sold 2.7 million. That does count downloads as well as physical copies. <clears throat> it's also the fastest selling PS4 game ever in North America. Makes sense. Bro, <laughs> Makes sense because they haven't had any big exclusives or anything like that. So right. I would assume by now it's probably sold three and a half million. That's awesome. I wonder what it will end at, especially when you think there's 40 million PlayStation 4s out there. To me, I'm like, how is there 37 million people that own a PlayStation 4 and haven't bought this game yet? They could be like you, or is there still working their way through the series? I don't know. To me, best game in the series, if for some reason you haven't played it yet, first play 1, 2, and 3, then go through 4. Uncharted 4 is amazing. So... If you were to redo your top 10 of all time, where does this fall? <clears throat> Two? Behind Metal Gear 3? It's tough because then you're getting up to Zelda 1, Mario 3. Classics. You know what? Oh, man. Number three for me was Metal Gear Solid 5. See, it's so different. Like, <clears throat> What was 2? Zelda? Zelda. Three was Metal Gear Solid 5. <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid 5 is one of those games where... <clears throat> gosh, excuse me. I could go in there now, plug it up, pick up where I'm at, keep chipping away at the missions and getting S-ranks and all this other crap. Metal Gear Solid 5 has a lot more replay value because it's an open-world kind of sandbox kind of game, you know? Right. I don't know how long it'll be before I play through this again because I'm, I'm not about to try to go through a, for a platinum on this, like... Like every other other Uncharted game, you got to beat it on crushing difficulty. Yeah, you got to get every treasure. You got to do every journal entry. Oh, and you got to do a speed run where you beat it in under six hours. Now you can cut, skip cutscenes and everything. Um, there's just there's no way. So <clears throat> I would probably rank this above Metal Gear Solid Five as my favorite PlayStation Four game, at least. Hmm. And that's high praise coming from me, the biggest yeah. Metal Gear Solid fanboy on this podcast. Out of two of us. Maybe we'll have to get our avatars redone. Have you drawn as... It's Nate. Drake. Yeah. No, because Metal Gear Solid 3 is still... It, it's not better than Metal Gear Solid 3. Okay. So I can confidently say that. it's 3 is still my favorite game of all time. Okay. So, but man, if you haven't played it, God, please play that game. It's so good. <sighs> Nonetheless, you know what else we got this week, Sean? What do we got? We got some news. Alrighty, not only do we have news, but two weeks in a row, we've got Hideo Kojima news. I'm so happy. So this all broke like the day after we recorded our last podcast, I think. Um, I think we talked about last week that Kojima had at least tweeted out uh, something where he was talking about how the name of the character is Ludence. Ludence is what he said back then. But he hadn't shared a full image of it yet. Oh, and then he broke the internet for nerds like me, and he tweeted out this beautiful picture of the character who represents the Kojima Productions logo named Ludins, meaning those who play. 
Kojima has released a high-quality render of Ludens. This comes from MetalGearInformer.com. He also provided some inf- and All right. I'm going to read through all my notes here, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go through it. But So he revealed Ludens. Uh, this guy is wearing an extra vehicular creative... Hold on. Extra vehicular creative activity suit, which he's calling an Eva suit. Very interesting, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but an Eva suit or an Eva creative suit, I don't really know what the proper thing is. Basically, it means a suit that is used by spacemen to perform activities while in orbit outside of a spacecraft. Right. So you're out in space. I'm not going to get in all the scientific. <laughs> is that a word? Scientific. Yeah, that was in uh, The Martian. He talks about his Eva suit, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I still need to see that. Is it not a need to see? No, it was really good, but the book was better. Well, of course. I mean, if you find, if you only have two hours free, watch the movie, but the book is really good. I can let you borrow it. Okay. So, here's what Kojima tweeted about the, the reveal of Ludens, the character. Ludens, the icon of Kojima Productions. And of course, this is translated, but... We'll deliver the new play in the new future with cutting-edge equipment, technology, and the frontier spirit. The gear he's wearing is the extra extravehicular activity EVA creative suit. Then he posted an update saying that, quote, this was designed with nostalgic elements that exist in nature slash history. On the surface of the spacesuit, there's a Turing-shaped pattern. I don't know about Turing other than he was a mathematician, so I don't know <clears throat> if you all know more about that, or Sean, if you know something about Robert Turing, let me know. The texture you can see in the arthropod. And the yellow cam-like device idea was brought from the Turing machine. So, a couple other things we know, and then we'll talk about this. Kojima did finally confirm, thank you, God. <laughs> he is not developing his own engine. He will be using somebody else's engine. Thank you, Kojima. So we might actually get this in like 2018 other than 2021 or something. Who knows? He did also say today, uh, Monday, that his staff will not go over 100 people. He has talked about doing smaller games, smaller staff, and then he said, well, it's not going to be a small game, but I guess he's sticking with a small staff thing. Funny thing is, on some of the MGS titles, he had a staff of over 200 people. Sean, what were your first thoughts when you saw Ludens? My first thought, which I still don't know if it is correct or not, is this... I mean, I guess we won't know till we know. What the <laughs> A cough hiccup, sorry. Um, is this just his like logo or is this a sign of things to come for his game? That's what I want to talk about. Did you get a haircut? No. Like three weeks ago? Maybe you just have hat hair. I have really bad hat hair and now I've got (laughs) headphone hair too. So that's the thing. It, It is, it is the mascot for Kojima Productions. Other than that, we don't know, but based on his mission statement on the website about going from Homo Sapiens to Homo Ludens, those who play, I think he's going to play into the, or it is going to play into the new game somehow. So what it makes me long for is a 
obviously a Kojima-esque game, a la Metal Gear Solid, what have you, um, in space. Um, a outer space game that is not just a... You mean like in outer heaven? Sure. Um, that is not either A, a shooter, like a, you know, basically either part of what Infinity War is going to be. Right. That's not a first-person shooter, and it's not a, I don't know, a... Space combat, dogfight. Right, that kind of thing. Or like a Gears of War, like purely action game. A more exploration, action-adventure kind of game in space. Yep. Um, That's kind of where I'd like to see it go. Especially, I mean, if you make it open world, I guess if it's open world and it's space, it's probably not going to be a very exciting open world, but neither was Metal Gear Solid 5 and that worked pretty well, but it doesn't have to be space as we know it. It can be space where, you know, we've begun to colonize different planets and such, but um, Enzo's back. Thank God. Sorry. Little segue there. Z. I guess he is. He's healthy. Um, Obviously, he won't be wrestling for a while, probably, but whatever. Sorry. Continue. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That was my first thought. Hopefully, I'm not reading too much into this. And, you know, it's weird because Metal Gear has always been fairly grounded in reality with some, you know, sci fi type elements to it. Um, but I don't know. That was my first thought. That's that's where I'd personally like to see this go. So I definitely think, to me, this this almost looks like it could be Big Boss in space. You can clearly tell that this is designed by Yoji Shinkawa. It looks like you take one of the... It's like the sneaking suit in Metal Gear Solid Five mixed with the battle armor in Metal Gear Solid Five sent into space. Was the first thing I thought of. Right. Um, it's definitely armored. He talks about the frontier spirit and all this stuff. You can tell he's got the flag in his hand. Like he's got the, a flag with his own. With head his on. own. Yeah. So he said, <laughs> this, "This guy's a boss." I mean, he's this, a boss. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing. So you've got his helmet here. It's a lot just, of people were like, "Oh, that it, it looks like skull it's a, in there." It, well, it looks like it's a mask. If you look close, it looks really metallic and stuff like that. So it could be like. I don't know why yeah. he would wear a mask under there. A mask under a helmet. There's a good chance he could still be human. Um, gosh, what I wish I knew. I wish I knew if this picture he sent out was developed with whatever engine they're going to use for whatever the heck this game ends up being. That's what I want to know. Um, of course, because I got to get a shout out to my mortal enemy at Gray Fox MGSV. Of course, when this picture came out, he tweeted, Luden's Fox. I'm like, and I tweeted him, I said, you're an idiot and you really need to move on. Apparently somewhere in here, there is something that looks like an exclamation point. I couldn't, oh, right there. Oh, shit. I clicked the image. Um, Yeah. So if you zoom in, you can see an exclamation point, uh, you know, quote unquote, that to that. It's an exclamation point. That is that a stretch. Means, <laughs> that means it's really Metal Gear Solid 6, and that's Gray Fox, basically. 
Is it possible he's just no trolling everyone? Does he really? Th- he like, believes it. I think he's way more off the reservation. I mean, I could Python. You give me is, ten seconds to look this over. I'll find something that looks more like an exclamation point than that does. Right. Like. I don't know. So, anyways, let's not waste our breath on no, it. Let's not. So, I think the image looks fantastic. I think for sure. I actually want my my prediction is that this guy ends up being, or this thing ends up being, the one of, if not the antagonists of whatever the new game ends up being. He doesn't look like a protagonist to me. No, with the not. skull mask and all that other stuff. Right. Um, but it looks, it just looks phenomenal. I'm so happy that we're actually seeing something game relating game related from Kojima. Um, still don't know anything about the game. Don't know name. Don't know anything like that. But man, this, this screams metal gear solid in space to me. When I look at it, I think your, you know, your hopes aren't, aren't very far off there. I would love that. Um, so obviously we're very happy. He's developing his own engine. Could not be happier. What? He's not de- <laughs> that he's not developing his own engine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I after playing what I just played, I really hope he's using whatever the hell engine Naughty Dog uses, because Uncharted Four is is I, I didn't even get into that. Well, I said that last week. It's the most beautiful game I've ever seen. It blows anything on PC out of the water. Well, it just depends what you mean by beautiful, I guess. Most realistic, realistic yeah. looking game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Moving on. Next few items are here. Won't take too long. So Nintendo has once again scared the ever-living crap out of me when it comes to this this damn NX. Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishama has once again mentioned that the forthcoming Nintendo NX won't be the successor to the Wii U nor the Nintendo 3DS, but will instead invite players to embark on a new way of playing video games. And this is when I facepalm and sigh. <laughs> Quote, it's a new way of playing games, which I think will have a larger impact than the Wii U, but I don't feel it's a pure replacement for the Wii U. <laughs> Sean? I didn't even know that second part. That sounds even worse. Yeah. I didn't like when you said new way to play. That was bad enough. And now he's saying, I don't know if it'll really replace the Wii U, but... Just, I guess I'm okay with, I mean, I'm hesitant to use the word because automatically it has a negative connotation, but I'm okay with gimmicks as long as that's not all it is. If it is a powerful, good-looking system, you know the games are going to be there. There's one thing Nintendo doesn't script. The games will be there. If it's powerful and it looks good, and maybe the new way to play is, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is it's maybe a, similar to the Wii. I don't know. I'm thinking, think of the Wii with a nunchuck. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, basically think of like virtu- uh, VR controllers where it's like two different controllers. Maybe it's something like that. Rather than holding one controller, you have two smaller things. And right. maybe there's some motion control within them to where... I mean, it's clearly not VR, I don't think. I think we would have heard by now if it was. 
but maybe there are elements of it maybe vr type controllers or something i don't know i'm trying to think of what it could mean you obviously can't just do the wii again just no, be all about because that's not controls. a new way of playing right. right so the only thing i hold out hope for that the new way of playing is because i think we've almost at this point talked ourselves out of the possibility of it being a home console and a portable it seems like yeah. we've just moved on from that. That is a new way of playing. I think I'm okay with that new way of playing. If you're getting somehow the same experience on that handheld that you get on the quote-unquote home console. If it's as power, if it's more powerful than the Vita, right. you know what I mean? That's one thing, but like the Nintendo 3DS is not that powerful. No. So they got to really step their game up there like the Wii U is going to end up selling less than 10,000 systems. 12,000 million, million. Okay. I'm like, God, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I've got one of the 10,000, less than 12 million systems, like <laughs> less than Saturn, less than Dreamcast. I think like, if you look at Nintendo, it's funny. If you actually take out the Wii, because the Wii is an anomaly. You got grandmas in nursing homes playing Wii bowling and Wii sports and all that. You just do. Great grandmas. NES sales are here. I'm using visual aids if you're listening to podcasts. Number one. Number two is the Super Nintendo. Number three is the Nintendo 64. Number four is the GameCube. Number five, they, they release the Wii and it shoots up and they do 110, 120 million, whatever it was. Then it goes back down to, to the 10, Wii 000. U to twelve yeah, to ten thousand to twelve ten to twelve million. Yeah. Every console they have released other than the Wii, which should not factor into any discussions about video games or anything like that, or video game consoles, has gone down. They're on a horrible downward trend. Is it possible they can sell less than the Wii U did? I don't really think so, unless they completely F it up. I think a lot of people didn't buy the Wii U because it seemed like it was basically just it was a slightly upgraded Wii yeah. with a little screen with a crappy on your tablet. So I think as long as this isn't the next generation of Wii U to me, <laughs> you no we us um, oh god I, I think it'll automatically sell so better. Than that, I don't think there's any way it doesn't live up to Wii U. It may still be a failure, right? But it'll outsell the Wii U. So I doubt you have these numbers handy, but just for the sake of talking about it, this is Wii U is the worst selling console since what? Oh my! The God. Saturn probably? No, the Saturn did. Um, oh no, you said it was less than the Saturn. It's less than the Saturn. So like the Jaguar or something maybe or Radio or. I don't know if we ever even knew the... Um, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Because I don't know if we ever even knew the um, the numbers for those. Let me see. Da, 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 da. So how's everybody doing today? Are you having a great Monday? Are you having a great Tuesday when you're listening to this? Maybe you're listening to this on a Wednesday. It could even be a Thursday. And what about Friday? Uh, if you're listening to this on a Friday night, you really have issues. <laughs> I don't even listen to us on a Friday yeah, night. Go, go back to your World of Warcraft and your Pokemon. Yeah. Go go play Overwatch. I don't give a crap. Do you care about Overwatch coming out? I don't know. 
I don't really know too much about it. It's just a first-person shooter, right? It's a Blizzard. It's a first-person hero shooter. They're calling it. They're saying that it's not. Um, it's not a MOBA because it's first-person, I guess. But I mean, it seems like other than that, that it is. I just I could not care less about it. People are freaking crazy about that, though. Yeah. I don't get it. All right, let's see here. The Wii U. Wow. It has outsold. Oh no, it did outsell the Saturn and the Dreamcast. They were both around nine and a quarter million. Uh, it sold less than the Master System. Wow. I can't believe anybody even had the Master System. All right, so worse selling since Dreamcast. Yes. If you don't count, okay, so it beat out the Turbo Graphics sixteen, which was at ten million. Yeah, wow. That's shocking. The TurboGrafx 16 was even that close to the Wii U. Bonk was actually Bonk's a big the deal. Man. Bonk was awesome. And they made what how many of those games maybe 3 for the TurboGrafx? They made at least one for Super Nintendo. I think yeah. once they went out of business or um, stopped making the system anyway. Yeah, the GameCube sold almost twice, almost 22 million what the uh, the Wii U has sold. So it's definitely not a successful console by any stretch of the imagination. I hate it, man. I want them to do good. I want them to get or do well. I want them to get back to when we loved Nintendo, and so many people fell in love with Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, and they were the kings. And they're not the kings right now, so I don't know. Anything else you want to add there, sir? Uh, that's about it. A couple more items here. So the worst secret ever was made official over this last week. Return to Arkham has finally been made official. So the collection that contains Arkham Asylum and Arkham City is officially coming out July 26th for only 50 bucks, which is pretty sweet. Fully remastered, not just up-res. They, they, are, they did some side-by-side screenshots. A lot of the stuff they completely redid for this. It looks amazing. Really? And the original games looked awesome to begin with. It yeah. comes with all the DLC and all that kind of stuff. We've talked about it on many podcasts before because this has been rumored for like three or four months now. Are you interested in the Arkham collection? Um, I'm not going to rush out and get it, but I could see picking it up someday. It's just... I, I know I probably sound like an old fogey, but... Sometimes I get off my yard, you little punks. I long for the days of just every game that comes out now. It just seems like a chore. Even if I want to play it, I want to play Uncharted Three. I want to play Uncharted Four, but I want to play through these games again, even though I've already played them. But just knowing that it's such a huge endeavor and not really having. I mean, I guess I have time to play video games. I'm not that busy, but it just seems like it's just it such a big undertaking. And yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I'll get it someday, but I won't be in a rut. I'm glad they're doing it. It sounds cool. I'm sure it looks amazing, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it comes down to the point and tangent, segment, segue to a tangent. Segment. 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 Um, the the video game industry, and I mean people that follow it, people that love games and other stuff. There is this mindset that if you aren't the best player of video games, then you don't know what you're talking about. If you don't 
play every game out there, you don't know what you're talking about. If you don't own every system out there, including PC, you don't know what you're talking about. Not true. Shut up. That's not how it is. Like when you get to be 30-something years old like we are, especially me, I got three kids. Like we have full-time jobs. I have three kids. You'll have kids at some point. You basically have a wife right now. I have a wife. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to, I can't play every game out there. Like right. I love, that's why we talk so much about the, the, the PS plus games every month. Like I care about that because not that I don't have enough money to buy a game every month or something like that, but I don't have the time. Like I love bro force. Cause that, that was free. What three months ago, maybe. And I can go back to yeah. it over and over again. It didn't cost me anything. They got their money cause they signed a deal with Sony and all the other stuff. Well, even think back to when we were kids and you could just go to blockbuster or, Video Loft or Bandito Video. Bandito. And just rent a game for like a night or two nights was a huge deal. Yeah, whole weekend, yeah. And you could experience the game, maybe beat it, maybe not. And even if it was a good game, still feel like, eh, I'm done. I've had my fill. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. These games are like full-time investments now. Yeah. To really... I mean, not even necessarily beat the game, but to experience it. It's... I don't know. And... There are things about that that I like, but there are also things that it's it's certainly kept me from playing many games. I'm intrigued very much so by The Witcher. I don't think I'll there's, ever play it. There's no way in I hell. don't want to get right. start. And what was the other one? Um, Skyrim. Oh, uh, yeah. Just too... I know right off the bat, it's too big of a game. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't like video games. It's just, I just don't want to devote that much time to it. Kind of a tangent, but that's the same reason why I don't really read a whole lot. I enjoy reading, but I, yeah, there may be a movie that's like, yeah, it looks kind of cool, whatever. I'll sit down for a couple hours and watch it. If it sucks, it sucks. But you're done with it. Right. A book. You're not finishing any book I may in two not hours. know it sucks until I'm several hours in. And by that point, it's like, well, do I just cut bait? Or do I be like, well, I've come this far. I might as well finish it. And I feel like I've wasted a lot of time. That being said, uh, yesterday I started reading Great Gatsby for the first time since like high school. Well, I was going to say, don't say the first time book. ever. Yeah. It's really short. It's I'm already like over book. halfway through book, yeah. after reading for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But I already know it's a good book. I've read it. So I personally know it's a good book. It's a short book. I don't have any problem with it, but that's kind of how I feel about these games. Like I just don't want to, it's just too much of an investment for me, a time investment, not a, a money investment, but it's like, so I beat uncharted four. I have not played one second of multiplayer. I probably won't play one second of multiplayer because I just don't care. Like I got, I played my, my clock on my uncharted four save was 15 hours and 30 minutes. So 15 and a half hours when I beat the game fully, I don't feel like I have to say, okay, now let me go play multiplayer to see if this really is one of my favorite games ever. I don't care about it. Like I enjoyed uncharted for what it was. I, I got my $60 more than $60 worth out of that game. 
I put 350 hours into Grand Theft Auto V. And just saying that, we've talked about many times on this podcast, but just saying that is just like, what am I doing with my life? That's that's messed up. It was over two and a half years probably, but that's still 350 hours. But that's hours. also only PS4. No, I know. It's PS3 too. Don't, I know. It's PS3 also. That's a lot of hours. That's PS3. Wait, that's also. combined? That's combined because it oh, tracks okay. your total GTA online time, but then okay. you've got your single player and your single player on each console. Each, uh, so it's probably more like 400 hours. No, that's, no, no, no. That's with, that's counting. That's both single players. I estimated, both. yeah. Okay. It's but still a lot of time. You have got, don't let anybody tell you if you like video games that you're not a true video game fan. If you don't have like a kill death ratio on Call of Duty of ten to one, or if you don't play every single AAA game that comes out every single week, like find out what you like, stick to that, enjoy it, play what you want to play. Perfect example: Doom came out the week of Uncharted. I want to play Doom. I am not going to spend sixty dollars on that game. I finally, for once, looked up what Redbox is. For video games, three bucks for the first night, three bucks for every night after that. So why didn't you just say three bucks a night? Because <laughs> that's how they they did it's their price. Three dollars for the first. It might have been like three fifty, and then for every the first night after night, that, and then three dollars. Three dollars. Anyways, my point is, if I get to a point like, I don't know, if Jess goes away for a weekend to go visit Amy or something like that, I'm like, oh okay, I got no distractions. I can go rent Doom. I can spend six bucks and I can beat the game. Go take it back and I'm done. Right. Like, it's all about priorities. Play what you want to play, when you want to play it. Don't feel like you have to play everything and don't feel like you're not a true gamer or anything like that if you don't play every single freaking game that's out there. That's BS and don't let anybody tell you differently. That being said, <laughs> I'm excited about the Return to Arkham collection. I have no idea how we got there. How did we get because there? Because I was saying that really I want to play the game, but that's what she said. I just don't want to. Oh yeah. I'm okay. Hesitant to take so, the plunge. I definitely want to play because Arkham Asylum isn't thirty to forty hours like City was, right? Because it's more just Metroidvania. You go back. That's the other thing. I still got to play Shadow Complex, and we're gonna get to what else uh, is coming yeah. out this week here in a few. Like, I'm glad this doesn't come out till July. Maybe by then, and maybe by then I would have played uh, Twilight uh, Princess. Yes, by then, but like. Man, I'm excited. It looks great. I don't know how we got as deep as we did. That's what she said. But we did, and here we are. Return to Arkham is official is basically what I was trying to say. Next item on the list, I know you're excited for this, Sean. Mm. Gran Turismo Sport, they, I am shocked. This is coming out November 15th. I didn't think it was going to make this year, but it is. So... What? I'm pointing at your iPad because your rundown, you you don't have an A. You just start with B. Oh, no, A is up there. All right, <clears> I see <throat> it now. Sorry. My mistake. Carry Lessons on. in Microsoft Word. <laughs> That'll be our secondary podcast. So Gran Turismo Sports coming out November 15th. They were going to do a beta for it. That's been canceled. That's fine. They make great racing games. If you like racing games, if you like you know Gran Turismo games, you're going to love this. The thing about this, VR support. Okay, that'll be cool. That'll be really freaking cool. I don't know. I'm caring less and less about VR. Maybe it's just because we haven't heard anything, and maybe when E3 rolls around here in a few weeks, I'll be like, oh, man, okay, maybe I do need a Morpheus or whatever it's called now. 
But that's coming out November 15th. So now Sony does officially, on paper, have a big exclusive for this fall. I now do believe the rumor that Horizon is getting delayed. Yeah. Gran Turismo will smell like... (laughs) What? (laughs) Smell like engines and sell like crazy is what I meant to say. Gran Turismo 5 was the best-selling PlayStation 3 exclusive they had. Better than any Uncharted, better than God of War 3, Ascension, any of those games. It was the best-selling PS3 exclusive. Grand Theft Auto, or not Grand Theft Auto, Gran Turismo 6 sold like crap because that came out a month after the PS4 came out. Why would you do that? Yeah. Horrible timing. So this game will sell like crazy. People that love the GT games are going to love this one. So, speaking of GTA, our last item here on the list, uh, Rockstar announced GTA has now sold over 65 million copies. So, if you take out pack-in games, this is the number two selling game of all time. Number one, technically, based on my list, is Tetris with 495 million copies sold. But didn't that come with Game Boy? It came with Game Boy, but not even that. This counts. This is counting their mobile downloads. This is the best-selling, true, standalone game. Nope, nope. Oh. Wii Sports is number two at eighty two point seven eight million. Obviously, a packing game. Oh, I thought you were saying Tetris was number one on your on your. No. Okay. The number one non-packing game, Minecraft. Even that, I don't count. That's a twenty dollar game. Twenty, I think it's twenty to twenty five, depending on where you buy it. Grand Theft Auto Five is next. Sixty five million copies, followed by the original Super Mario Brothers. So over Wait, what is 40 Minecraft million. at? How many? 73. Yeah, I don't think it'll... I don't think it's going to get there because I think by the time it gets to that, 6 will come out. Yeah. But we'll see. 65 million copies. And every time that the NPD numbers come out, best-selling games of the month and all this other stuff, it's up there every month. It's like top five on every system every month, no matter what. Yeah. And it blows my mind. Shout out to you, Rockstar. I can't wait to see Red Dead... uh, Revolution. What was I? Reloaded? Yeah. I have to go back. Oh, yeah. I think we I was... both Matrix movies. Reload. Yeah, Reloaded and Revolution. Oh, God. Please be better <laughs> than those those Matrix movies. Speaking of re- uh, releases and everything, um, there's a hopefully good game coming out tomorrow or today as you're listening to this. If not, or it's already out. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is coming out. Uh, it's Platinum Games. We've talked about this on podcast before. Sean, I really hope that this is going to be what brings the magic back to beat-em-ups and to Ninja Turtle game as a whole. So we figured this was a great time to kind of take a, a step into the Wayback Machine and go back to a, a simpler time when Ninja Turtle games were great. We're not talking about the aughts. Is that what, is that what it's called? I think that's what it's come to be known as, yeah. So, Mutants in Manhattan comes out Tuesday of this week, the 24th. We're not going to talk about any of the weird, like, Wii games and Xbox 360 all this other crap. We're going to go back to a time when Ninja Turtles games were great. Well, for the most part, they were pretty darn great. And we want to talk about those games and rank them. I like it. All right. So here's what I got. 
Ninja Turtles games. Again, this is not going to be every Ninja Turtles game released for the history of forever. This is going to be the actual good games. Uh, no, I don't want to rate Google Drive. Um, so let's go chronological order, and I want to rank them. Okay? Okay. Ninja Turtles for the NES. Released in 1989. Very infamous game, I would say, because of the underwater level. We still need Again, to do that. Again, another water yeah. level. We need to do that. Uh, the underwater level with the, 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 the pink. The little shocky plant yeah. things. Try, try swimming around that crap. Yeah. Sean, what are your memories of Ninja Turtles on the NES? I remember... I've kind of, uh, what's the word? It's had its ups and downs, I guess. I remember when we got it, I loved it. I was like, this is Ninja Turtles. It's not like the arcade game, but it's Ninja Ninja Turtles. This is pretty cool. Here's my question. Were we so young and so dumb that we thought it was going to be the arcade game? I don't think so. Because it came out when the arcade game was out. Before Ninja right. Turtles 2, you know what I mean, was out. But the it's, actual... It's possible. I feel like we knew, though. So, okay. yeah, I guess you can almost add another down to it. So right off the bat, it was not the arcade game. But then I got it, and I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then that soured after a while when I realized this game's impossible. And then years down the road, as I grew up and would play it again... It's it's a pretty cool game. It's very difficult. Not just the water level. Yeah. No, even outside of that. That's the first hard part. I'm trying to think of what the different... I remember the first level where you go in and out of the sewers and then you go into the building and you fight Rocksteady. Yeah, wasn't Bebop not in the game? Or am I thinking of something else? Bebop wasn't in Hyperstone. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, you fight Rocksteady, and you can be Don, and you can just stand up on the blocks and just hit down, and he can't touch. Yeah, whatever. And his staff was like 20 feet long or something. And then I think the next level was the water level and the dam and all that. And then the next level, I can kind of picture the main parts. There's like a bunch of buildings you go into. But I'm trying to think of what the overhead view of the the level looked like. But I know Couldn't I ended... you shoot rockets out of the turtle van in the overhead yeah. view. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's certainly towards the bottom. I guess if nothing else, it stands out as being one of the different ones, one of the only non beat 'em up games. So I think that alone gives it a little credit, as I've said many times now. Yeah, why Why is there four so, red? I was going to say four Raphaels. I mean, they don't all have sides, so but why are they all red? On the we're cover? looking at the box art. I forgot art. about that. We're looking at the box art here. That's how it was in the comic book back then. They weren't blue, oh, red, God, purple, right. orange until they did the TV show. Because they wanted you to be able to tell them apart. And a lot of the comics were black and white. But they weren't even like that in the game, were they? Well, I guess you couldn't even really tell. No, you could. Because, I mean, like, here's a picture of Leonardo, and he's blue. Yeah. No, you could definitely tell. 
fucking scroll. Oh yeah. yeah so I don't I don't know why they did that. It didn't make any sense. But th- that cover was taken. I didn't know this till I just looked it up. From the fourth comic release, TMNT number four. Really? That was the cover for that comic book, and they used it for the game. Shredder's in it. Did we ever even beat this game? No. Okay. I don't even know what we got. I mean, the last level, I'm, I'm guessing, is the Technodrome. There's a Technodrome. There's a Mecha Turtle. I don't remember that we ever even got to that. A boss or a level? A boss. You have to oh, save okay. Splinter from. Oh, that kind of sounds It sounds familiar. familiar, but it just doesn't seem like we ever got that far in this game. Does it say what all the levels are? Mm, let me see. So the first one was like the city and the sewer, whatever. I think the second one was the dam. I remember the dam. That was the underwater with the, the water bombs level, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. It oh, that's levels. true. That was the other part. It wasn't just the shocking. You had plant to defuse things. like you six had to find or all something the bombs. bombs yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I think there was only probably four or five levels. And I'm not sure that six, we ever. Six. Six. six? Yep. We never got to the sixth. I'm not even sure. Oh, if we and like when you fifth. die, when you die, your turtle gets captured, and from stage three onward, oh, you can one re- turtle can be rescued per stage. Right. It was almost like Zelda two, in a way, the with the overhead map, and then you go into the levels and stuff like that. And it was. Could you do out? Of, could you do the levels out of order? No, it was okay. Yeah, completely linear. But it doesn't say what the stages were. Mm-mm. I know we never even got to level six. It wouldn't surprise me if we never even got to level five. Yeah. If you told me we never even got to four, I'd believe you. Because I can't remember what the fourth one would have been. Unless I remember four and I'm forgetting three. But... I remember those damn Mausers. Yep. Yeah. Um. All in all, not a terrible game. No. I... Not one of the better ones, but at the same time, it was different. Usually that happens in the second game. Think Mario, think Zelda, think whatever. Yeah. This is the first one that was completely different from every other Turtles game besides the fighting games. Yeah. So I like that it was non-beat-em-up. Obviously the the Turtles beat-em-up games will always have a special place in my heart. But as I've said, beat-em-ups are just not, they have not aged well. So even looking back at them, it's refreshing to see a non-beat-em-up Turtles game. I'm really interested to see tomorrow, because I haven't seen any review scores for the new Ninja Turtles game. Let me go ahead and click on it, just in case. I would think I would have seen it on Twitter or something. I'm really hopeful for this new game, but I think it's to the point now where I'm like, again, going back to the discussion we just had, I want to see, not that review scores are everything. We talked about that last week, but I want to know how this is received. Yeah, there's no, that makes me nervous that the embargo. See. I don't even know if I've seen like the cover art or whatever. That the embargo um, hasn't broken yet. That makes me really nervous. It's interesting art. I mean, like interesting art style. Yeah. Platinum it's not games. old school. It's, not it's like cell shaded, newer... but not really cell shaded. Yeah. All right. Next game on the list, this one's going to rank pretty high up there. So, two versions of this, arcade and Nintendo, the arcade game. For the NES, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. So, it came out for the arcades in 1989, yes, and came out for the NES in 1990. 
I I think the de facto opinion is that Turtles in Time is the best Turtles game. I'm not saying that's wrong. I don't think the arcade, the original arcade game slash Ninja Turtles 2 on the NES gets enough love. I would, I think just because of... Um, because I haven't played the actual arcade game in forever 20 25 years i mean i don't know how long probably longer than that um so when i think of that style game i tend to think of turtles in time or to a lesser extent hyperstone and because of that i've just kind of just okay enough already looking back i almost kind of think i would prefer the original arcade game over turtles in time and that may be more nostalgia than anything. I don't know that Playing it necessarily it is. Seaway lanes and so, like, and we'll, we'll jump ahead in the chronology here. Turtles in Time, better graphics, not a whole lot different, but they were definitely improved from the the original arcade game. Each turtle had his own special move, right? Whereas in Ninja Turtles, it was just, just like, attack, and you jump, jump, and you did or this. jump and attack, yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I think it's safe to say that the original arcade game might be better than Turtles in Time. I, I, yeah, if I had to pick the best one, that's probably the one I would pick. Even I though, mean, wow, yeah. I mean... Graphics definitely improved, but oh god, that looks like so much fun. Looks like I mean, now Leonardo looks like he's cross-eyed. I do remember that <laughs> of the arcade game when they, if they weren't looking forward, they were like, <laughs> they looked like they were cross-eyed. Not that there's anything wrong with that if you're cross-eyed. We, you know, we apologize. <laughs> um, this game was so good. I mean, from the first level, it was so epic. You're going through the. Even the the quote unquote cutscene when you jump to the jump burning out of building. The building, yeah, and then you're going through the burning building and the big balls. Why are there huge balls coming down the stairs <laughs> in an apartment building? I guess the foot brought them there. So everything's on fire, and then you get to the end of the level, and here comes Rocksteady with what the hell was it called? Trans? Did it have a name? Oh gosh, yeah, it had a name. The little drill. Oh God, what is it called? Thing. The trans transport module. module. That's what I want to say. Uh, oh gosh, Sean, look that up for me if you could. What am I looking up? The transport the name module. The... Name of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drill thing. Name. It was like <laughs> what I remember about the arcade game is like it was like playing the cartoon. It was so well done. You had all the enemies and everything. Then you had the NES version where they added the snow level, level yeah. and the dojo level and stuff like that. But were there any levels in the arcade game that weren't in the NES? No. That must have been a really short game. Because the NES oh, game was yeah. not very long. No, and but they I mean... added two levels to it. But you had to pump in enough quarters to keep it going and everything. Transport module. Is that what we said? Yeah. We're right? Yeah. Okay. The transport modules are the vehicles used by Krang, Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady to move 
from the Technodrome to New York when the Technodrome is located on the Earth. Although they are best known in their underground drill form, their physical makeup actually changed as the Technodrome moved. Uh, that's BS. It, the, the physical makeup changed as it moved? I, I don't know. Wikipedia, you're, you're pissing me off. <clears throat> All right, next on the list. Now, I'm going to rank this one very high. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project for the NES 1991. Yes. This was the pinnacle of NES beat-ems up. Beat-em-ups. Beat-ems up. Beat-ems up. <laughs> better than Battletoads, better than Ninja oh, Turtles yeah. 2. This is like, definitely the best. This game was phenomenal. And it's still funny that the box art, and we talked about this on a prior podcast, box art shows the Triceraton. Oh, and he's not even, not in, even the in the game. <laughs> not even in the game. I assume that was just a late cut, and then they're just like, well, we already drew this. I guess. But it'd be it. like if Metal Gear Solid Five had Eva on the box art. Nope, Eva's not in the game. You know? So right. strange. That was made only for the NES. I bet we beat that game... 30 times. I don't know. It feels like it didn't take us very long to beat it. The game was so much fun. Everybody had their own special moves, kind of like in Turtles in Time. And you could do down an attack, and then you go. And you could whoop. flip them over. Flip you started over. on the beach. You had yep. a surfing level. You had yep. the, the game had everything. It was beautiful. It pushed the NES about as far as it could go. Like, that was an 8-bit game. I, I would love to know how big the, uh, the original cart was for that. Um because I bet it was pretty sizable considering um, when it came out and, and the technology that was on. But do you agree with me that that was... I mean, we're we're going to split hairs when we rank these games for the most part. It's definitely near the top. Um, I remember... I think I've probably talked about this on the, the podcast before. <laughs> um, I remember I had a dream one night where I was playing this game and I woke up the next morning and it was one of those, it just seemed so real. And I got up and I went to the playroom and opened the Nintendo, honestly expecting to see turtles three in the Nintendo. And I opened it up and it was, who knows, something crappy. So now what I wonder is, did you have that dream before the game was even out or that's what, so that's or where is I was this going one of the this, games is, like, cause now, like, Uncharted Four comes out. I get it. Day one, I don't think it was like that for us growing up. Other than like Street Fighter, NBA Jam. I think this is before. So, what I was gonna say is, I think back to, again, going back to episode two here, Christmas nineteen eighty nine, and Dad has me on home video saying, "What do you want for Christmas?" And the only thing I could think of was Mario three. And you were there off camera saying, like, Sean, it's not even out yet. And gosh. it didn't come out for like another year or two. Because it was out in Japan. I was like, it's out in Japan. Right. Like, gosh, Tina, it's your dinner. And I guess that's the whole thing about just not having internet combined with the fact that we were so young. But how do we, we just have know? No do we just have Nintendo of, power? I guess. But maybe that's why or it's VHS like, tapes I don't or know something? if it's out. I could almost see us going to EB Games on like a weekly or monthly basis. Yeah, you know, just see is, what's is it here? there. Is it out yet? Is it out? Like we would just have no idea and i don't know it was different times for sure but no that is definitely better than the nes tmnt2 i don't know that i put it above the actual arcade game but probably Mm. one of the best 
NES games in in general. Not just Ninja Turtles, not just beat 'em ups. Probably one of the best NES games behind like Zelda, Mario Three. I mean, just look uh, at top that. five anyway. Yeah, oh, I remember that. Like we probably played the beach level seventy five times. If we beat the game right. thirty times, we probably played the beach level thirty times. Right. So good. The the enemies, the the bosses and everything. It was just God, it was so well done. Thanks again, Mama Dad. <laughs> All right, next up. This one's near and dear to our hearts. And I decided to include this in the list just because. I was hoping is this what I think it's gonna be? Manhattan missions. Okay. So um, a lot of the people listening out there probably don't even know they what this game no is. They have no idea what this game is. This was a, a DOS based game. Um, non-linear like it was a choose your level like oh go here the the so-and-so gang has taken oh over gosh. go go take down their boss or go here oh my god that cover art um and it was just very i remember it being very choppy and slow like you could hey. do a full jump you had a grappling hook yeah that's when i think of this game the thing that I remember most is the stupid red crank wheel thing. Yep. Having to get it and find the pipe that you plug it into to turn off water or turn on water. And yeah, you would see the boss. The boss of that level was always down like in the HUD and you'd see him there. And then once yep. you got to him, his life would show up and um, not a very good game. But I look back on it fondly. I don't know why. I'm sure if I played it today, I'd be like, this is awful. But yeah. I just remember it being like you could do a full jump and I feel like it would be like like four frames of animation well, for the whole jump. Like I just remember it being very choppy and slow and just And you jumped like Castlevania, right? It was very heavy. I think so. You yeah. couldn't change in mid Plus I think this was before the Gravis pad. We were playing this with a straight up yes, joystick. This I was No, I think we were playing it with Or maybe just up down left right ASDF, yeah. Maybe, yeah. But I, it's a game I'd like to play today, and I'm sure... Just to see. Right, yeah, just to refresh my mind on what it's like. Um, nostalgia Factor 10.0, but other than that, probably not a very good game. Right. All right, next we come to the granddaddy of them all. Turtles in Time, released in the arcades in 1991, released for the NES in 1992. SNES. What did I say? NES. Sorry. SNES, 1992. Um, I think I've said this two, three times on this podcast already. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love being a turtle. Turtle. No. Um, I don't think of this game as an arcade game. Yeah. I hardly remember it as an arcade game. I think of it as a Super Nintendo game first and foremost, and I guess there was an arcade game too. I'm sure I played it in the arcade, but I just don't really remember it. But on the Super Nintendo, I mean, there's no need to distinguish this from the arcade version like there was. No, there's some small differences. Uh, right. But, right. But, I think we lumped them in as one game. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, there's not a whole lot to be said that hasn't already been said. This is probably with... Oh God! I'd probably put it above Streets of Rage two. I mean, this may be, yeah, peak beat 'em up. Um, 
It definitely took all the good things about the original arcade game and expanded on them. Better graphics, more levels, you had the whole time travel thing, you had different special moves. All the characters were slightly different compared to the other game. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's sad because it was 25 years ago, but I think the beat em up genre peaked 25 years ago. I agree. Um, and I was never big into like Final Fight and stuff. Maybe the best Final, Final Fight, Fight was game fine. was better than this. I don't know. No, 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 no. Because I think Final Fight one. No, I would rank Streets of Rage two, and one of the Ninja Turtles games one and one A, and then Final Fight would definitely be below that. Yeah. All right. Next one extremely near and extremely dear to our hearts hyperstone heist came out 92 sega genesis only not in the arcades not anything else basically a ripoff of turtles in time with a couple extra levels and crappier graphics and sound yes so this blows my mind because i can't remember what it was it's probably street fighter 2 that we were talking about on a recent podcast Mm mm-hmm the fact that this game came out the same year as Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo blows my mind. I would have thought they were two or three it, it years It felt apart. like it was three or four years. It yeah. felt like we had to wait for it. I would have guessed at least a year. I, I mean, it's probably Turtles in Time, the beginning of the year. This is probably the end of the year. But the fact that they both came out the same year blows my mind. That seems like one of those games that Super Nintendo had, and we had to wait forever to get our version of it. And... Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't remember the graphics being much worse. I mean, 16-bit. It's probably just the color wasn't as bright. The sound, obviously, was lacking. But the gameplay was 100% there. Yep. Um, Yeah, it was pretty much just a rehash of Turtles in Time. I know some of the fights, like you fought Leatherhead in the sewer, I think. Instead of on the when train. When he walks on water, and then he dives into the water. Right, yeah. Well, so do all those. Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of strange. Um, but was there a train level, or no? Uh, I know you fought him on the train in Turtles There's a time. ship. I don't think there's, there's a train. A ship, in, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a but train. But that's where you fought Stone. Bebop. No. Who did you fight on the ship in Turtles in Time? Token Razor. On the ship? Mm-hmm. At least in the Super Nintendo version. No, yeah, I think you're right. So wait, Bebop and Rocksteady weren't even in this. Or no, you just said Rocksteady. Rocksteady was, was in Bebop Hyperstone, wasn't. right? He was in the. Uh, he was at the end of the. The cave level. No, I thought that was um, Tatsu or whatever. He was almost like a mini. No. He was at the, the, end of the gauntlet. That was that level. Yeah, that was that, and that level. Was top you top. fight Rocksteady, but he's like a different color or something. So he might have been in an earlier level too, but I remember him from the gauntlet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Definitely not as good as Turtles in Time. It, I think the Genesis did with it about all you can do, but obviously a, if a I'm step sp- or two below If Turtles I'm speaking rationally, I can't rank it above no. know, Turtles in Time. You no. just can't. The only thing it's got for us is the nostalgia factor. So the last game I think we should consider in this ranking, 
I don't even know that we should consider it because it's completely different and it's completely different on every system it came out for is good old tournament, tournament fighters. fighters in tournament. I think we pretty Turtle. much called it tournament fighters. We probably did. In 93, NES, Super Nintendo, and Genesis. Super Nintendo version was awesome. We owned that was the a Genesis legit version. Fighting game. Yeah. The Genesis version we had, and we had fun with it. I don't know that it was a good game, but we owned it. Yeah, so it was what? It was the four Ninja Turtles. It was... A bunch of random-ass characters. Casey Jones, maybe? Yes. And then Sisyphus. Was the, was Shredder even in it on the Genesis? I don't think He was, was on the Super Nintendo. It was Sisyphus. What'd you call me? beetle-looking guy. Oh, no, that was Sisyphus. There's like a, a manta ray-looking guy. Yeah. Can't think of his name. Oh, and April, right? Or was that Super Nintendo? No, April was in it. Okay, yeah. So it was the four turtles, Casey Jones, April, and then Sisyphus and the little manta ray looking guy. Yes. Yeah. I gave his name. Stingray. Was his name just Stingray? No, I'm trying to find it. Donatello, oh, there's Donatello fighting April. Oh, and the Genesis version had the black bars the black at the top. Bars, yeah. <laughs> um, try to rescue Splinter from Crank. Oh, Ray Filet. Ray Filet. <laughs> Sissy Fuss was an original character, never appeared in comics or anything. Ray Filet did appear in the comics. Oh, I thought they were both... Just okay, so for minor the characters, for the Genesis, eight player, eight playable characters: the four turtles, Casey Jones, April, Ray Filet, and Sisyphus. Yeah. So yeah, there's no Shredder. They made a new. But who was who was the final boss? Krang. It was Krang. Oh, they have to fight the clones of themselves. Oh uh, yeah. Then they travel to the final three stages to fight against a Triceraton, Krang's android, Karai. That's who I was thinking. Was I like don't remember some... Karai being in it. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I even knew who Karai was back then. But wait, and then you fight Krang again as the final boss? No, Karai's the final boss, apparently. Oh, okay. So in the Super Nintendo version, there's the four turtles, Shredder, who is Cyber Shredder in the game. War is a purple creature with big claws. Asuka, a ninja girl seeking to open her own dojo. She was inspired by somebody in the horrible movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Wingnut, I remember Wingnut. Chrome Dome, remember him. Armagon, a mutant. Oh, that was the shark. Okay. Oh, yeah. Rat King and Karai were both in it. Wow. So I think if we're going to consider this, we could cons- we should consider the good version. I mean, the graphics are pretty sweet. In no, the yeah, Super Nintendo was a pretty legit fighting game. It was way better than the Genesis is all I remember. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Deadly Moves was better than... The Genesis version. Mm. That was probably... Did we own that, or we just rent it? What? Tournament Fighters. We owned it. We did. Remember that box art? Oh, yeah. It was probably the worst fighting game we owned. Behind Samurai Showdown. Yeah. Behind Eternal Street Fighter, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Eternal Champions, Deadly Moves. It was probably the worst one. All right, so those are the 90s Ninja Turtles games. Let's rank them. I'm putting that at the bottom. Well, but okay. if we're going to look at the Super Nintendo version. Super Nintendo version. All right, I guess I'll put 
Turtles one at the bottom. Okay. That's, followed by. I, I think you got to put that. Followed by Tournament Fighters. Well, followed by Manhattan Missions. Followed by Tournament yeah, Fighters. Yeah. Okay, so Manhattan Missions, Tournament Fighters. Okay. Then I think he had to put two. As iconic as it was. You're going to put two behind Hyperstone. That's because I know what one and two are for me. This is where I get into the gray area. Because, again, let's just consider the arcade version. I guess better graphics and all that other stuff. There's different ways to look at it. It's okay. Do you look back on it and think this one was better, this one was better? Or I'm thinking right now, if you put them both side by side and said, you have 20 minutes, do you want to play Hyperstone or do you want to play? TMNT 2. Well, at the same time... I wouldn't want to play the NES version, but if I could play the arcade well, version... Well, the arcade... Uh, if we're counting, are we counting them separately? I, I think we count... Well, I mean, this is our list. I mean, they were similar. They were more similar than the Tournament Fighters games that we're only looking at one True. version. True. Then I think we just count the arcade version. All right. The, the so definit- get NES We'll look at the there. definitive version. Okay, right. So I would say next is Hyperstone. Okay. But now you got the heavy hitters. You got the arcade game. This is three. This is the holy trinity of Ninja Turtles games right here. Oh God, I would be tempted to. uh, I'll I'll tell you mine. I would be tempted to put Turtles in Time next. Just out of fatigue. I know I just said that it peaked with that game, but and that's just. I mean. Maybe I'm not looking at it the right way, but it's the only Turtles game I've played at all for any extended period of time in the last 20 years. So I've almost just gotten... Like, but, I remember being so pumped when they made the reshelled. I had that on here, but I can't even... And it's not... It's not... But I don't judge the original game based on that. Yeah. But like you said, it's the only Ninja Turtles game you've played in the last 20 years. That should tell you something, though. For me, personally, I would say arcade game, Manhattan Missions time. Not Manhattan Mission, Manhattan Project, (laughs) sorry. No, God, no, I wouldn't put that number two. It's It's so tough for me to really remember too much about the arcade game. As long as it's been since I've played three... And I don't remember longer. a whole lot about that. It's yeah. been even longer since I played the actual arcade game. I remember liking two, and so I'm just trying to take that. All I remember about the arcade game is basically it's the, the first NES level. Version. Well, yeah. yeah, but the arcade game, I remember like the first level. Yeah, I can see the arcade game here, and I can see the NES arcade game here, and I'm just looking at the fire in the foreground in both of them, and just how much better it looked in the arcade versus the NES. So and like. Right, so focus. Well, I see what you're saying. So we play but that, the I'm NES that's much all I more. I can really remember when it comes yeah. to the arcade game. Um, yeah, I mean, I did say that the genre peaked with Turtles in Time, so I'd have to put that number one. And like you said, there's probably a reason I've played it more than any of the other ones. I think, yeah. And I think two was probably peak. I mean, it was just good old fashioned Ninja Turtles beat 'em up. There was no 
There's no time, time travel, travel and like there was neon no... night riders and stuff like that. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. It was like playing. And three the was like, okay, let's I mean, do two again, cartoon. but make it a little better. So you got instead of like the iconic, you know, the street and the sewers and the technodrome and the dojo and the this and the that. You had like mm, the beach and we'll have this weird surfing level. I just remember it just being like less iconic versions of playing areas and i don't remember what the bosses were but i feel like they were probably a step down from two as well so i would probably i guess i would put three and then the arcade game and then turtles in time but now that we're talking about it, i want to play all of them again I think the closest two in my mind, as far as uh, you could put them in either order, are those two. Which one? The actual arcade and three. Yeah. I think the bottom ones are pretty easy. I think Turtles in Time, you have to put one. That's okay. These two can go in either order, I feel like. But you would put the arcade game ahead of three. The actual arcade game. I think I Not would. Ninja Turtles 2, I'm saying. And part of that is just the graphics. If they made, if they made Turtles, the arcade game two, which would have been if Turtles you, if three, they made I Manhattan Project with with arcade bit. bit arcade graphics, yeah. Now that would be something. So I will argue this: TMNT three. Everybody has their own special move. Okay. Yeah. TMNT two, they don't. You can do the flip over the head thing. That I mean, that was. I did that's that all we 95% did. just whoop, whoop, whoop. It was like in Turtles in Time going boom, 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 right. boom. So you can do that. Two gameplay peaks that the arcade game did not have. However, the arcade game, you could play all four Turtles at once. If I'm remembering right, you could not do that on the NES, even with a multi-tap or whatever no, it was called. Only do two. Yeah, you could only do two at a time. Superior graphics, it was the only reason Turtles 3 exists is because of the arcade game. I think I've talked myself. I think I go three, two, four. Yeah. Yeah. If two... I like the fact that the turtles were a little more different in three. They each had their own move. Yep. If they had that in the arcade game, I think that's enough to make it a shoe-in over three. Right. But I still think it, it gets a slight nod. And they're close, but I'll go, yeah, I'd put the arcade game second. All right. So, I know you've all been waiting for this. The official 90s game, well, late 80s and 90s Ninja Turtle game rankings go like this. Brrr, last by a long shot. TMNT for the NES, the original Ninja Turtles game. Um, although I could see some people could argue for that over Manhattan Missions, but... Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so number seven is Ninja Turtles on the NES. Number six, Manhattan Missions on the PC. A lot of nostalgia there, but probably not a very good game underneath it. Tournament Fighters, just because it was out of left field. Uh, we're ranking the Super Nintendo version there. If we rank the NES or the Genesis version, it would probably be even lower. 
Number four, Hyperstone Heist. We love the game, especially being Genesis fanboys. However, it is really just a copycat of Turtles in Time, so we couldn't rank it higher than that. Number three, we said Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. Number two, the arcade game. And number one, you can't... Man, I don't know how you can say anything but Turtles in Time is the number one Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, I think it kind of went... Not to take anything away from it, but I think it almost wins by default. It has yeah, to. I mean, it amazes me that we didn't get a follow-up to that. As good as that was and as successful as that was. I mean, I know that was at the tail end of the Ninja Turtles cartoon being popular. Right. 90, well, not really. 92, it was still going, but... Yeah, actually, I can't believe we didn't get one more arcade arcade game out of that. But then I guess, I don't know when the Simpsons was. I don't know when the X-Men game was. They were both before. Simpsons was definitely before. X-Men may have been around that same time. Yeah, And X-Men had six players, which was freaking awesome. That game was awesome. All right, so there you have it. Let us know. Are you going to be picking up the new Ninja Turtles game? Not Out of the Shadows. Um, That's the movie. Mutants of Manhattan. Let us know if you're going to be picking that up. Let us know what your favorite Ninja Turtles game is from the 90s if you're old like us. Do you prefer 3, do you prefer 2, or do you prefer Turtles in Time? Let us know. I'm at KevinWhite24. Ooh, he's at Real Sean White, and he likes to hit the microphone. <laughs> Together we are at two-player co-op. But two-player underscore co-op, I should say. We're now reached that time of the week when it's time to play the It's, it's the Back of the Box challenge that was good that was the most in sync we've been i don't know what my voice sounded like but back of box challenge if you're not familiar with this what we do every week we get together we podcast we end the episode with a game we like to call the back of the box challenge what we do is we pick out a game from our past we look at the back of the retail box turn that sucker around well nope now we'd be looking at the front sideways and stick it right up the rudy pooty candy so booty we look at the uh the bootios new day rocks new Rex. Look at the back of the box. We read the back of the box. We bleep out any information that would completely give the game away. And the other person has eh, three to five questions, I guess is what we say. They can ask to clarify what the game is. They then make a guess, and if they get it right, they win. If they don't, then, I mean, it's kind of like whose lines anyways. The points are real, aren't real, and the – no. The something and the, points the rules are matter. made up and the points, points don't, matter. don't matter or something like that. Something's made up and the points don't matter. That's basically the back of box challenge. So here we go, Sean. Oh, I got to read first because yeah, I, I definitely yeah. read first last week. Yep. I may have read first last couple of weeks. Blank leader Final Fantasy. No, blank has activated the ultimate super weapon. Responding to the crisis, covert unit blank. Is called into action, and that's where you come into play. Trained in hand-to-hand combat and skilled in every weapon known to man, you're Blank's lethal fighting machine, codenamed Blank. But on this mission, you better be sly as well to surprise heavily armed enemies, busting them up. That's apostrophe E-M. Quietly and rescuing their hostages before alarms are triggered. Plus, you got to maintain radio contact with Blank, who will feed you crucial info on Blank's whereabouts. To survive, capture submachine guns, Berettas, grenade launchers, and plastic explosives. Until you find and destroy Blank, ending Blank's reign of terror. 
Was it an 8-bit game? Yeah. Was it made by Konami? (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) now if I would have read the names, you would have said, well, what the hell? Let me read this without the bleeps. Okay, go ahead and guess it. I'm assuming it's Metal Gear? One, yeah. Yeah. But Outer Heaven Leader. I would have bleeped out. I, I think know. I will know the names because I've played oh, it no, you won't recently. Because mm-hmm. the Outer Heaven Leader is listed as Katafi. Huh. What? Katafi. Makes sense, though, because going... We know now Big Boss oh, was the bad guy sending South Snake in there. We know he was actually sending him in there to kill Venom Snake, right. to fight Venom Snake. We didn't know that at the time. They couldn't say... Outer Heaven Leader Big Boss is right. sending you in to fight Big Boss. Now, this one's interesting, though. Uh, plus, you got to maintain radio contact with Commander South. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. I Wasn't it Campbell? I feel like I'm failing myself if I, I almost... don't know that it was Campbell, but I'm pretty sure it was Campbell. No, I thought you were talking to Big Boss. And then you find out that he Correct. was leading you but into there was these... somebody else. I think it was... I don't know. Yeah. Because they would have said Commander Big Boss. I don't know. I... Who knows? Wait, but how do you spell Katafi? C A. Capital C, lowercase a, capital space... No, capital... Capital space? Capital T, lowercase A-F-F-Y. Katafi. Katafi. Wow. That's weird. I don't know what that code name is, but yeah. Well, good job. As <laughs> I was reading it, I was like, well, shoot, this is probably way too easy, but whatever. All right. Um, I think mine's more difficult, but it depends on how much I bleep out. Okay. Oh. Owen's beat AJ. Clean pop up power bomb. Wow, I don't think they haven't beat him cleanly. Um, okay. Goodbye, AJ. An all-new storyline takes the blank myth to a new level. Heart-pounding action and hours of exploration will immerse you in blank as never before. Familiar blank mechanics allow gamers instant playability as they encounter over 30 different enemies while exploring eight new worlds. Uh, I'm not going to read that yet, unless I have to. Real-time 3D lighting effects envelop the characters with the game's fully texture-mapped 3D backgrounds. I guess if I stop there, you've really got nothing to go by. Um, Do you have any idea? Is this a 16-bit game? It is not. Oh, I was thinking Donkey Kong Country. I actually thought about doing that. One of them, anyway. Well, no. the, the whole pre-rendered backgrounds and everything like that. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess I can read this. This isn't that bad. Um, digitized actors are combined with fully rendered 3D sprites and intermixed with intense intense realism to push your system to its limit. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. 
And I will say, I don't know about you, I have never played this game. Oh, well, this is a fun one. I mean, I'm very much aware of it, and I think you are too. You may have forgotten about it, but I think it's certainly something you know of, but I doubt you've played it either. But maybe you have. Does digitized mean digitized? Uh, I don't know. I've never played it, so I don't really know. Is it the cowboy hologram game? <laughs> no. <laughs> Digitized actors are combined with fully rendered 3D sprites and intermixed with intense realism to push your system to its limit. Okay, so Sega CD was technically a 16-bit system. Correct. Okay. And I asked if it was a 16-bit game. Yes, you did, and it is not. I can put one word back in Okay. if you're still stuck. Yeah, please. Uh, so the second paragraph, familiar blank. I just said blank before. I really blanked out two words. I'm going to put one of them back in. Familiar blank fighting mechanics allow gamers instant playability as they encounter over 30 different enemies while exploring eight new worlds. Eight new worlds. It's not 16-bit. It can't be 8-bit because it's got 3D pre-rendered. It's got 3D rendered stuff. Plus hours of exploration. So probably not going to find that in an 8-bit. Well, I guess Zelda had hours of exploration. But Is this an RPG? No. Well, eight worlds. I think literally everything else I bleeped out was the name of the game. It's the Blank Myth. I'm giving you a look um, to a new level. Heart-pounding action and hours of exploration will immerse you in <laughs> blank as never before. Familiar MK... Oh, my God. <laughs> Crap. Sub-Zero Mythologies. Crap. <laughs> I got too wrapped up in what I was reading. That was supposed to be a blank. Yeah, Mortal Kombat Mythologies. Oh, That's Mortal why I was Kombat like, Mythologies. Myth. Mythology Sub-Zero is what it was. Yeah, colon so Sub-Zero. Mortal Kombat Mythologies, colon Sub-Zero. Yeah. That's why I was kind of blank. No, I never, I never played it. Uh, yeah, I never did either, but that's why I was kind of like, ugh, digitized. How many digitized games have well, there been? Well, that's why I was, I, thought you I was picturing Mortal Kombat Mortal and stuff, Kombat. but I'm like, eight worlds. I completely blanked out. Until you said MK, I was like, oh. <laughs> MK. But I was like, <laughs> Sub-Zero? Wow. Oh, crap. That was a good. I was proud of that one until I gave it away. But yeah, that I was... think that's the first not eight or sixteen bit game I've done. Usually what did I've... I do? What game did I already forget? Metal Gear. Oh yeah, eight. <laughs> barely eight bit. Uh, oh well, that was good. That's it. Episode twenty three is in the books. We really appreciate everybody being here with us for twenty three episodes. Again, I'm at Kevin White twenty four. He's at Real Sean White. Together, we are at Two Player underscore Co op. Are you guys going to be getting the new Ninja Turtles game? What's your favorite Ninja Turtles game from the 90s if you're old farts like we are? Tweet at us. Let us know. Review us. Download. Subscribe. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Podcasts. That Stitcher thing, I guess, is still working. I don't really know. I don't pay attention to it. But we do appreciate everybody being here for 23 episodes. We will see you all again in episode 24. It might be a spoiler cast or it might be next week's episode. haven't really figured it out yet. But until that time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing. Thank <laughs> you.